Hey, Rachel. How are you? I'm great, Emily. How are you? Good. I've missed being in these seats with you. We haven't been together here for a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Things have been really busy, and now we finally get a chance to get back in here and talk a little more. Yeah, we made a bunch of episodes, then we took a little break, and both of us are super busy, which is awesome. And Spectacular. Now, yeah. And now we're back to do episode seven. Episode seven, and what do we want to talk about? Oh, well, there's just so many options, but <laughs> I think uh, we thought creating calm at home was sort of an overarching theme of this one. Absolutely. And the, the great thing about this particular topic is because, um, or is because, is that we did a workshop a while ago, right? right before we started this show, all about creating calm at home. And there were a lot of people who have reached out to me and told me that they wish they had had a chance to attend. Yeah, we got to do that so, again soon. Well, maybe this gives them a chance to attend in a, in a way. In person. But yeah, this will be a um, on the airwaves version of it. Yes. And the nice thing about us doing this in person is that we had a chance to answer your questions. And we would still love to answer your questions. So please feel free to reach out to us via Facebook, via our websites. Um, let us know which, if you have any questions. We'd love to answer them. Yeah, and then any kind of issues or struggles you have around these these kinds of topics. Because this one, Creating Calm at Home, kind of summarizes almost everything that we both do, really. Absolutely. Yes, it does. So I think that this was kind of the thing that brought us together, Creating Calm at Home and, and having home be your oasis. Um, home should be a place that is is stress-free that is um it's not a constant reminder of everything that we still need to do that we still have left on our plate it should be where we need to go to where we can go to unwind and relax and reflect on our lives and enrich ourselves yeah i just read this article yesterday in the new york times that all the devices and things that we have keep us from reflecting so i thought oh. <laughs> well yeah i could go on for an hour about the fact that that's a choice but that's another topic. It's true, but it's also an addiction. But yes. I'll but admit it. I have a little bit of a screen addiction myself. Yeah, I mean, most <laughs> of us do. But I think that whole concept of knowing that your home is kind of, I mean, obviously we use our screens in our home, but mm -hmm. just that whole idea that your home can be a place where you can reflect, that's like mind boggling, I think, to a lot of people. They, they never think, think of so it too. that way. <laughs> and that's really sad to me. That, yeah. It breaks my heart because I think I think back to, I know this is, it's kind of silly, but I think back to when I was in college and mm -hmm. I had this apartment that sat, it overlooked, it was on the top of a hill and it overlooked a lot of the town. And one of my favorite things to do was to curl up on the sofa in that mm -hmm. living room and look out the window. So I would look backwards. I'd sit backwards on the sofa, looking over the back of the sofa and look out the window at the town and look at the garden that I had planted that I loved and just having that time just to sit and stare out the window and think about yeah. how beautiful it was. It, it was so valuable. Right. That's great. And I don't know that I do it as much anymore. And, and I think that I blame my screen addiction. I know. <laughs> well, we're all so busy looking at screens that we mm -hmm. forget to look out windows. <laughs> but it is. It's my screen addiction. So mm. it's something that I need to make that choice to put it down. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it is really important to reflect. I mean, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. That alone can make a huge difference in your day. So, yeah, your home should definitely be a place that allows you to do that. So what are some great ways that we can do that? How can we start to create calm in our homes and um, create a relaxing oasis at home? 
Well, obviously, for me, and probably for you, the first thing that comes to mind is decluttering. Yes. And I feel like I've been reading, like, magazine headlines at the supermarket for (laughs) decades. It's like everyone talks about this topic, but we still, so many of us still seem to struggle with how to go about it. I think it's a huge challenge for many people, and I think it... It's interesting as I see and talk to my clients and see people in different stages of life, there are different reasons why it's a challenge for different people. Mm -hmm. So for parents with children, we've got toys strewn everywhere, all over the house. Mm -hmm. For um, elderly people, we've got all the um, sentimental items that have been given by friends and family members that have passed on and they just collect. Accumulated over a life. So it's it's how do we draw that line and how do we decide, okay, that's too many toys or this is very sentimental, but <laughs> maybe it can be sentimental for someone else. Right. Yeah, and I think the key to what you just said is the whole thing about how it's so individual. You know, yeah. it's like anything else. We can give advice, but it still has to be personalized for you. And that's kind mm-hmm. of maybe that's the key to why it's been so challenging for so many people because – you get advice all over the place, but if unless it happens to be advice that sticks for you or that you can personalize, then mm-hmm. it may not help you that much. And I think, you know, obviously, even if we tell ourselves that we're not going to accumulate, we everybody does it. Mm-hmm. it it's a natural thing. And so we have to try and find a way to declutter, to go through what we currently have and remove those items. And that having that mindfulness, I think, is so important, too, because... Just taking that time to slow down and stop and say, wait a minute, do I, especially at the point where you're about to buy something, um, I think that's sort of where it all starts. Every time you're about to buy something other than like, you know, food or things that you absolutely need, if you just stop and create the habit, that, that's a big part of it too, I think, is creating habits. Um, just stop and develop the habit of always asking yourself, A, do I really need this? And there is a big difference between needs and wants. <laughs> I need a few things. And, and then B, do I even have a place to put this? Like picture your house, like where will I put this? And mm. sometimes that alone can really stop you. You can just say like, whoa, I have no idea. I don't think I have any space for this. Right. So, yeah, that's a now, big part of Now, if only we could it. tell our grandparents, you know, our parents – <laughs> of the kids, our, our kids, grandparents. Oh my gosh. Hello. Your own parents. Uh, yes. If, I, if only we could tell our parents to um, <laughs> think of where we're going to put our kids' toys in our homes before they go buy all right. the toys That's for our true. kids. That's true. Then you have that whole thing. Oh. People outside your control buying mm-hmm. things that come into your house. Yeah, that's a tricky one. That's a really tricky one. But then again, like I said, that's when it comes time to sit down and look around you and look at everything you have. And one of the things that I tell my clients Um, And I'm actually going to tell you two of the things that I tell my clients, actually. One of them is that I tell them, if you're sitting in your space and you're feeling like it's too cluttered, take everything down, put it all in a box, and take five items out. Just start with five items. And we've also talked about doing one item a day. But I've always said, take five items out and stop there. And live with that for a while. And see if you absolutely need to get another item out. And it really, I mean, it's... These need to be pieces that are sentimental, that are important, that mean something to you. Not just if you're going to put things everywhere, have them mean something. <laughs> right. So are you saying you would advise them to start with a section of a room or the whole room? Whole room. Take it all down. Mm-hmm. Take it all down, put it in a box, empty it of all accessories. And it's so hard for people to do. A lot of people are, no, I'm not, I can't do that. And 
Um, so then that's where number two comes in. The number two thing that I suggest that people do, and I know it sounds dramatic, but it can be incredibly helpful is to work with a home organizer. Mm -hmm. And um, if you would like a contact for a home organizer, you can absolutely reach out to Emily or myself. We have a contact for a home organizer. We'd love to set you up with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that can really help. And just having that outside person who has kind of a neutral stance on they're not involved emotionally. Because mm -hmm. you can get help from friends and family, but then sometimes that leads to other issues. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think the key to what you just said about the five pieces is that you sit and f notice how you feel after you put those five yes. in. Yes. Because we're not here to create like a picture in a magazine. We're here to create right. something that makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. And always coming back to that over and over again. And honestly, those pictures in those magazines, one of the tricks that they've done is they've taken everything out. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. why they look so calm and so peaceful. They're, they're not actually living that way. Right. <laughs> it started with a clean slate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to be doing that myself in five months when I finally get into my new house. Oh, boy. That's going to be fun. <laughs> the idea of starting with a clean slate like that is so mm -hmm. exciting to me. If I can just get my husband... <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to get on board. He says he loves the idea, but it's going to be a little more challenging it's, with him. Yeah, there's a difference between loving the idea and actually doing it, yeah, following and, through with it. And like you mentioned the kids, now I'm mentioning my husband. It is so much different when other people are involved. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, if yeah. you were just by yourself, it would be so, it would be completely different. That's right. why Marie Kondo was able to clear her little apartment in Japan so easily. Right, right. <laughs> it's, I lived out of boxes before I met my husband. I had like two or three boxes and that's, I never bothered to unpack them because I just, I knew ex there were two or three boxes. I knew exactly where everything was. Right. But the minute so, you factor in yep. other people and especially little humans. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, those little humans. It definitely gets more complicated. So I think in that for that to address that I think the only thing you can do is just focus on yourself and work on what you, what's important to you and encourage the others to get on board with it which hopefully they will when they see the momentum but mm -hmm. you can't control other people's behavior no so yeah. you just as have much to... as we try yes <laughs> we try you're listening to inner space with Rachel Waldron and Emily Herrick on voice of Vashon um, so, and then the other thing I think I alluded to was the slowing down. Yes. Because um, we tend to feel overwhelmed a lot, and then we just kind of freeze. People get paralyzed. Mm -hmm. But then if you can slow down enough to just take some deep breaths and focus, then I think you can start to make a little bit of progress. But when you're racing around like a crazy person, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there are ways to set up your space so that you can slow down and it helps you slow down. And one of those that I, I often use as a, an example is in your entry space, because that's a great place to slow down, right? When you walk in, what do you have in your entry space? A lot of the time we have a table that's um, a convenient height to quickly put down our keys, quickly put down, hang up our coats or um, just make things very easy and convenient. Well, what if we made it not quite so convenient and had a nice long low bench where you could sit down and take a moment to slowly remove what whatever articles of clothing, your shoes, your coat, um, and maybe put some thought into where you're putting those keys rather than just throwing them on the table, rather than just throwing the mail down and um, creating havoc right there for yourself right in your entry. Because 
how many times have you walked in and seen that pile of mail, the pile of to-dos, the bills, the keys are all over the place, the shoes are piled up. Um, yeah, so making it something that you have to think about and you have to slow down. Right. That's great. I love the idea of you're kind of tricking yourself mm -hmm. and not even realizing that because it's low, it makes your brain just sort of, you know, you have to take a little bit more time. Right. Yeah, that's great. Those kind of little tricks are really effective, I think. They're effective, but then we also have to think about the person, too, because if we do a nice long low bench that forces you to slow down, are you going to be that person that just throws everything on top of the bench <laughs> as well? And it gets even worse because now you can't reach it, so the bills are down there and they just pile up. So we have to, I mean, obviously you have to think about who you are in your space, but that is, it is one trick if you're willing to commit to that slowing down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, again, that brings you back to that whole thing of knowing yourself and personalizing it to what works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't, there's no one size fits all. You can't just say this is, this is the way and this will work. Right. Unfortunately, right. I wish it were that easy. I know. I, <laughs> I would love to have a rule book for right. <laughs> every client is going to need it this way. Then my life would be a lot easier. <laughs> right. If only. <laughs> um, so another thing that we probably um, could use for creating calm at home would be to create a plan, come up with a way, at, develop a, a system, and, and um, I guess kind of a ritual. And, and, mm. a, and a <laughs> So you're thinking before acting, pretty much? Right? Yeah, yeah. Think before you act. So um, creating a plan in interior design, obviously, that's part of what interior design is. We mm -hmm. create a plan, and then we purchase the furnishings, and we, pur and we plan out the decor. And that's why these spaces look so spectacular is because they're planned out in advance. It's not something where we just go out and buy a bed and go out and buy a sofa. It's there's a, They were systematically selected to work with each other and be functional for the space. So you can do this for yourself, too. You don't need to hire an interior designer. I can't believe I just said that. I can't either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? But... <laughs> But if you really want it to be good, you need to hire. No, <laughs> but you don't need to hire an interior designer to create your own plan and to d develop a, a process. I mean, if you have the ability and you feel comfortable with selecting your own pieces for your space, then create a plan first. Know know that you're going to have a sofa here, and know what size that sofa is going to be before you go out and just buy a love seat that is way too small for your giant space. Right. Yeah, I think that's so common that people tend to just run out and buy something mm -hmm. without thinking or planning ahead. And one of the things in the organizing arena that people always seem to gravitate to, and one of the first pieces of advice I always say is, don't go buy any containers yet, because it's kind of the mm. fun part, you know, going to the container store or wherever mm -hmm. and buying like a, some cool containers for your stuff. But if you jump right to that without going through the sorting of everything and getting rid of what you don't need and deciding where you're going to put something, you often end up with more containers that are actually more clutter than anything else. So, <laughs> Wait, you mean containers don't solve everything? No, they don't. <laughs> so they're great at the right stage of the, of the process. But part of yeah. the plan is to not go out and just crazy buy stuff and then you just end up with more clutter, which is definitely not what we want. No, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, also, when you're creating that plan, you should tune into what excites you. Um, and this is something that you should do, actually. We should have, I should have said that first. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but think about what, what makes you, um, what really moves you, what, what really gets you excited. And this is, 
it's a trickier subject, and I think we're going to talk more about this in our next episode. So make sure you tune into that as well. But it, it's a really tricky subject because a lot of the time people flip through magazines and say, that, that's what I want. That was made for someone else. It was tailored for someone else. What excites you should be every little thing that excites you. Think about how you feel in spaces and where you go that makes you happy. And when you dream of something, what is it that, that gets you so excited in that? So, mm. Yeah, and that kind of comes back to that whole thing of slowing down because if we don't take the time... We don't even know what excites us. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, it's really fun to go inside and figure all this stuff out about yourself. Like, what colors really make me happy and mm-hmm. what textures, all of that stuff. I mean, most people just don't take the time to think that way. Right. Now, color-wise, if you're trying to create calm in general, and obviously this isn't, this is, isn't specific to everyone. It's not a law of the universe. No. In general, consider cool colors um, and soft neutrals keeping things very neutral and subdued uh can create calm in a space it can also be boring so Mm, yeah (laughs) so keep that in mind i mean i was actually looking through instagram the other day at there was a, a woman that had a interior design inspiration instagram account and I'm flipping through, and every single one of her images looked exactly the same. And mm. they were all devoid of color. It was, It's the trend right now of being really, really white. Right. It's like the other extreme almost. But gosh, I got so bored flipping through those pictures. Right. Well, that's why I've always loved that you can do a lot of great things with color with little pieces that you can change out all the time. Exactly. Like yeah. pillows and throws and artwork and Even stuff paint. like that. Even paint. I mean, paint is something that... Depending on your home, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've said this to people and then walked into the home and realized that they had vaulted ceilings and 15-foot walls. But but if you've got, you know, a very a fairly generic, typical space, then, you know, paint a little bit. Have mm-hmm. some fun with it. And yeah, I used to have a neighbor who used to, I would run into her and she would be painting like every month. She was, That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be coming out of her apartment with a new can of paint and she was uh, like every month or so. She would yeah. just say, yeah just for fun I'm just trying this color <laughs> That's, I like to paint my furniture every now and then I've got a coffee table mm. that that it's <laughs> it evolves what color it is how many layers are on it now who knows who knows <laughs> that poor thing it's we sand it <laughs> right that's a cool so idea <laughs> yeah so there's a lot you can do with color for sure and then another thing is to try to keep it as simple as you can which relates to the slowing down I think um, and starting in small steps Again, that's sort of generic advice that you hear a lot, but and it maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but I do think that that's one that almost everybody can benefit from, at least trying it, mm-hmm. starting in small steps, because I've seen so many people get so paralyzed by being overwhelmed by the whole entire job. So, mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. you just kind of think, you know what, this weekend I'm just going to make this bathroom counter look more calm by getting yes. rid of some of the stuff that's really not needed here. You know, take it in little steps because then when you see the result of that, which almost everyone says exactly the same things, like, oh, this is so much better, this feels lighter, I can breathe, Mm -hmm. then they start getting that momentum and they start getting bigger bigger and bigger amounts of work done on the project. But I think people just, they tend to just let that stop them in their tracks when well they... and it's easy to get distracted too i think and and i get overwhelmed True. by most of the projects that i've been doing have been full home gut and remodels mm-hmm. so when you when you've got an entire home to plan for that can be really overwhelming and i've actually had to i've told clients before well we're working on the kitchen right now and 
they'll run around the corner and say, hey, look at the, the dining room. Mm. Do you think that we should do this and this? And I'll just look at them and say, we're working on the kitchen right now. Right. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> because I'm going to get overwhelmed. It's not that I'm, <laughs> it's not that I'm even trying to rein you in. I think you should keep dreaming and keep getting excited. It's just that uh, it gets overwhelming. You're listening to Inner Space with Emily Herrick and Rachel Waldron on Voice of Vashon and voiceofvashon.org. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to do one thing at a time. Right. Those small steps, and then as you build that momentum, you actually start having more fun with the whole process, Oh, absolutely. Too. You know, and that's also the goal. We don't want... You're in your own home space. You want to have some fun. You don't want to make it... Yeah feel stressful and as and i should say that as these people are running around and showing me all the different things in their home they're obviously excited and i think that that's wonderful i want people to be excited when mm. i work with them but as i said the more excited they get the more overwhelmed they're going to get um if you're looking at all these different things and you're so excited eventually that excitement turns into stress mm -hmm. if you get really excited about this one thing you can kind of handle it a little bit easier right yeah yeah. So, um, and then I guess another thing that pops into my head is the whole thing of um, just being the awareness piece of remembering and being aware of the fact that everything's always changing. So mm. this is a process and you're going to have different desires at different times. So you mm -hmm. want this whole thing to be fluid too and, and just be okay with that. Like don't be overwhelmed or scared of the idea of that. Um, you just, you don't need to consume or spend more than in order to update really I mean you can always just work with what you have I know and I know Rachel's not a big believer in feng shui but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's kind of intriguing I don't know a lot about it but I know I just learned something new about that actually that I didn't know which is that every year there's a new recommendation based on the Chinese, I don't know. Oh, my head's going to explode. Astrological <laughs> calendar. I don't know. But the point, I know you, it makes you crazy. But the point I want to make is that the fact that they recommend everything changing every year doesn't mean you have to, like, buy new stuff every right. year. Right. Well, and, You can just kind of relocate things, and, and little shifts can make a big difference. And I should be fair in that I have a feng shui consultant because I respect that many people – take feng shui very seriously and for me it it doesn't make sense to me not not to, what i mean i mean to me personally right um <laughs> it makes sense to me for other people to use it it doesn't make sense for me to focus on that um i think that for me if i was trying to incorporate feng shui in my own life i my head would explode i would just get overwhelmed and yeah. stressed out by I, all the rules and ideas right but um but this feng shui consultant that i use she's fantastic and what I love about her is she's like, well, yeah, this is a suggestion. It's not a rule. Mm -hmm. There are no rules. And no one's going to die if their feet are facing a certain way. Or, right. You know. <laughs> or if their <laughs> door isn't red. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's it, it, There's a point of superstition and then there's a point – there's um, – I guess energy and yes exactly um, which, to me that's the part that's <laughs> interesting the energy and the flow in the space because that i totally believe that everything is energy and that's why a space that's filled with a lot of stuff feels kind of stifling and if you move mm -hmm. it and shift it and get it out of there or at least move it around you can feel the difference in the flow in the room and even for little miss logical scientific me <laughs> There's energy in science too. I mean, we've got to oh, <laughs> we've yeah. got to Quantum recognize physics that. Proves yes. all this. Yeah. So I mean, it, it is something that is it makes sense to me to that extent. So yeah. absolutely. So that's really the main thing is just thinking about the fact that you can shift 
and create a new flow in the space without having to go out and buy stuff. Because right. we definitely don't want to encourage people to be out there buying stuff they don't need. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, <laughs> please don't. And grannies can be a, a tough Tough, tough one for that because I think, <laughs> I think that people go in there and, look, we can get all of this for right. so cheap. And I think that I love grannies mm -hmm. and I, I go into grannies frequently and I'm constantly, um, actually, I've been told that I've been spotted sitting at least before they moved when they had their little furniture section. Uh -huh. I'd been spotted just sitting there staring at the furniture and, and hoping that somebody would come and buy it in front of my face so <laughs> that I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I think with <laughs> Granny's, and by the way, if anyone's listening and doesn't live on Vashon, Granny's Attic yes. is our, our local spot that people go, what is it, three days a week it's open? I think so. It might even be four. To pick up whatever somebody's donated or yeah. to donate. So it, it is a great place. I it's think kind the, of like a Goodwill, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but I think, and you can get some really great finds there. Yes, really great. So the key to any place like that, I think, is to always have a list with you. Like if you are yes. specifically looking for certain things and stick to your list, but don't like just go in there and go, oh, cool, let's buy it. Unless you're one of those people that wants to buy everything up and then bring it all back the next day. <laughs> My husband That's... has come home so many they times. They benefit like, from that. Oh, no, you went to Granny's. Why did you bring that home? <laughs> He's like, well, I thought we could really use it's, it. It is a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> it is so <laughs> yeah I think so if you do decide to go in and buy everything and bring it back the next day then hey you're benefiting a good cause <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think with any kind of place like that you just have to again you just have yes. to um have a have a list with you and stick to it think it out yeah so just to wrap and bring this all to yeah. a landing creating calm at home that's your goal i mean who doesn't like that idea right right i think that's something we can all appreciate and all aspire to so put down all... your cell phones every now and then right like i need to do but... get rid of the screen time make yourself an, a dedicated time to not do that and just enjoy your space right it all starts with making time in your own home to reflect on what how you want it to look and how you want to feel in that space yeah. the minute you walk through the door and it should be, we both always say this, but it should be a place that feels serene and it feels like an oasis, feels like your version of paradise. Absolutely. Because why not? Why, no, should, yeah. why shouldn't you have that? You deserve it. Everybody deserves that. And we need it in today's crazy, chaotic world. Oh my gosh, don't we? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't get us started. <laughs> well, so Thanks think, for listening. Yeah, I think that wraps today's topic. We appreciate you listening, and we would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions. And, Please contact um, us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you'd like to hear. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. If you'd like to reach Rachel Waldron, go to waldrondesigns.com. And for Emily Herrick, E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-I-C-K yoga.com. And this is where we sign out. Remember, your inner space reflects your outer space. So make, so make it, it your oasis. I'm Emily Herrick. And I'm Rachel Waldron. Thanks, Thanks for, for traveling, traveling with us to Inner Space. space.